0: Welcome back to another episode of Motherhood Makeover. I'm so happy you are here. Today I'm talking about, this is going to be an interesting one. Well, I think it's important, but it's kind of controversial compared to what other people say, is we're talking about food boundaries. What are they? Why you need them? And also, I feel like it goes hand in hand with, there is toxic body positivity and toxic food positivity going around Uh, On the internet and in social media these days. All right, so like let's get into it because I'm pumped to talk about this, and I really hope this helps you. Toxic. I want to first start with what toxic body positivity and toxic food positivity is. I think it's toxic because I'm not saying that you shouldn't be body positive. That is not what I'm saying at all, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be pooed food positive. Not what I'm saying at all. You can look at food however you would like. My issue is putting this blanket statement that if you are kind of, if you want to be positive, body positive, you can't want to change your body. You have to love it exactly how it is and not change it. That is, that's why I think it's the toxic body positivity, positivity and also because there are stories about women being shamed for wanting to change their body, for wanting to lose weight. There are many women who want to get healthier and that involves losing weight and or even if it's just for the fact you want to lose weight, there is nothing wrong with that. That is the beautiful thing about life. You can do whatever you please. And you hear me talk about all the time, whatever you choose to do to change, it has to come from a place of love, self-love. So even if you do want to lose weight, you still need to approach it from a place of self-love. Otherwise, it just, you won't be successful. So I'm not saying you can't be body, body positive. I'm talking about this. There's some people out there who approach body positivity as this, you have to love your body and be, not want to change it. And that goes into the, the toxic food positivity is where I'm seeing a lot. Um, and it could just be because I see a lot of other nutritionists and dietitians and coaches on, online and on social media saying that all food is healthy. Food is food. And you should, like the reason you're overeating is because you're restricting, like there's no good and bad food. And it just depends on how you need to look at it. I think this can be toxic positivity again, because some people like myself and maybe like you truly benefit. There are a lot of people in this world who would benefit from food boundaries, and. I call it food boundaries because it's different from restriction. Restriction is just like you don't really have a reason. You're just restricting yourself or maybe you think the food is just making your life miserable so you stop eating all sweets. Food boundaries can be healthy ways to manage your relationship with food to get you the goals you want. If you do want to lose weight, you need food boundaries. And so this toxic food positivity comes in when you're being told by maybe someone you follow on Instagram, for example, is saying that there's no good or bad food. And so you just need to follow, you need to intuitively eat and you need to just eat what you feel. Well, if you feel like eating spaghetti for dinner every night and then ice cream for dessert with a glass of wine, because you quote unquote, feel like it, you're never going to achieve your goals. And you're probably going to be very unhealthy over the time. And that's where this toxic food positivity comes in. Because, I mean, whether or not people like this, there are bad foods. They're junk. There's junk food. There's literally nothing nutritionally valuable in a lot of foods. Are they delicious? Yes. Do I eat some of them? Yes. Not all the time, but yes, I do eat some because, like I said, they're delicious. And you shouldn't feel guilty for eating them. That's why I do like to say, because for you, it might be challenging. It might be difficult. And this is where I think a lot of nutritionists and coaches are saying this is because if you've experienced any sort of eating disorder, labeling something good and bad, can cause more uh, challenges. So I always re- usually refer to it as nourishing and not nourishing. Nourishing. Like there's no nutrients and there's nutrients or just straight up junk food is what you can call it. It's whatever works for you. And that's where this, I hate, I call it toxic food positivity saying that there's all food is food. All food is good food. Well, that's just not true. That's why we have an obesity epidemic in America. That's why uh, 70% of Americans are overweight because of the food that we're eating because of the food that there's no nutrients in it. It's not good food. If it was good food, we wouldn't have 70% of the people overweight. We wouldn't have uh, so many instances of diabetes and heart disease and hypertension. These wouldn't be issues if all food was good food. And I get the meaning behind it. There's one big account for like pediatrics, so children feeding children. It, well, actually... I follow several of them and almost all of them say, oh, all food is good food. And I get the point they're trying to make where it's like, if you as a mom cannot provide your children organic foods, vegetables, they won't eat it. I mean, heck, my toddler still really doesn't like vegetables. But I think it's misleading because I can replace knowing okay, my I, I'm going to offer my child some sort of vegetable. I'm going to offer him these foods. And if he doesn't eat it, I'm not going to stress about it. That is different. And when I say he eats, he still eats, but he's eating like the carb, you know, the fun stuff <laughs> that we all love, the rice, the carbs, all that. I'm still not going to stress about it because I'm offering him a variety of foods versus just saying all food is good food. And so if you're a mom trying to figure out what's healthy, that can be very confusing it can be very misleading thinking that okay all food the, these cheerios say they're heart healthy so if i have a bowl of cheerios every single day i'll be healthy now here's the thing it's not bad to have cheerios but understanding that cheerios are not heart, heart healthy really they're just a carb and you really need a protein and fat and fiber and so when you pair Cheerios with all those other things, it creates that more balanced meal. So this is why why I'm talking about food boundaries today, because I want you to feel empowered to know that there is a way, If that it's okay to want to lose weight. It's okay to want to change your body. It is okay to call foods bad if you want to call food junk food. Call a spade a spade. It is what it is. No one can get healthy off of eating Snickers bars. Like delicious, yes. Healthy, no. So food boundaries, what are they? It's just any sort of boundary. Like think of a boundary. They're all kind of all the rage right now, you know, because we're all learning. Our generation is learning how to create boundaries with other people in our lives. And this is just another aspect of boundaries. So first, you need to figure out what your goals are. What are your health goals? Are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to get blood work results better? Are you trying to get off medication you're on? What are your goals that you're working towards? Because that will help you create your food boundaries. Then, where are your weak spots? So where do you find it the most challenging or the hardest to really stick to your goals? Is it at night? Do you find yourself reaching into the cabinet for chips Um, or a glass of wine, or ice cream and chocolate? Uh, Do you find it hard on weekends when you're going out to eat or visiting with friends? Do you find it more challenging uh, when you're at work? Maybe someone is always bringing donuts into the office. Figure out where your weak spots are that you find it the most challenging to stick to your healthy eating and your goals. So then once you have your weak spots, this is where you can start to figure out what boundaries you need to set up. And there's four different types of boundaries for food or nutrition that you can set up. So the first one is just type of food. So do you need to eliminate certain kinds of foods or maybe reduce the amount of types of food? Uh, This could be just not buying that food. So if you have a weak spot for chips, maybe you just don't buy chips anymore and you don't keep them in the house. Um, Or do you need a boundary around, do you need to eat more vegetables? If you need something like that, how can you create a boundary where maybe you have a vegetable with lunch every day? How can you take these weak spots and create boundaries for food? The next one is time. So if it's an evening thing, like you're always finding yourself in the pantry, in the fridge, at night, eating more than you want to, do you need to set a cutoff time where you don't eat past seven or you don't eat after dinner? Uh, or if it's a, a thing where you're, your weak spot is you're just snacking all day, do you need to set a guideline where you wait three hours between eating? Eating? like eating a meal and a snack. You give that self yourself a break. So time boundaries is another way to set them around food. With drinks. So drinks could go hand in hand with food. But the reason I put drinks separately is because it could be, are you drinking too many sodas and not enough water or just not enough water in general? And you're drinking so many sparkling waters instead of water. Or are you drinking too much alcohol? Even one glass of wine a night, it doesn't seem like much, but because of your liver needing to detox that alcohol, it can really set back your goals, especially if you're not seeing progress. And it lowers your prefrontal cortex, your decision making. So that can end up one glass of wine can even end you um, in the pantry, eating things that you wouldn't have chosen to eat otherwise. So do you need to set boundaries about what around what you're drinking and then the last one is amount do you need to set boundaries around the amount so maybe you don't need to abstain or get rid of things entirely you just need to set a boundary around the amount that you are eating is the amount so let's say you when you open a bag of chips you find yourself at the end of the bag and you're like oops your hands in the bottom bag and i'm not speaking from experience here (laughs) of course not so maybe you need to do like I do and buy single serving bags. There's lots of ways. Like, yes, the price is it's a little pricier because you're buying in a single serving, but that can help stop you so you can have have your chips and eat them too. You can have your single serving, but you're not going to overeat because there's no bag to go through. I like to do that with chocolate a lot. we will right, we'll buy a single serving of peanut butter cups. So like a little package of two. And that's my treat. And I can't overeat because I'm not, that's what I was doing before uh, this year when I gave up sugar is every week at the grocery store, I'd get myself Justin's peanut butter cups, a little pack of two, and that would be my treat for the week. So is there a way that you can change the amount that you are having? And let's say you really love having a glass of wine. Could you switch it to just the weekends? Like just Friday and Saturday night, you have that glass of wine. So that's another way to have a boundary is the amount So to recap, you can have boundaries around food, types of food, uh, or drink. You can have boundaries around the times that you're eating, and you can have boundaries around the amount that you're eating. And if you want to, you could have boundaries in all four categories. It really goes back to what are your weak spots and what are your goals? And then the last step in creating food boundaries is how can you track these Or how can you uphold, like keep these, um, like uphold these, keep the promise to yourself and follow these food boundaries. Do you need a, a track, like, and this is where it comes in handy to know yourself best. Do you need a tracking sheet? Do you need an accountability buddy? Do you need a coach? This is what I do with my clients is we go through these goals and I help keep them accountable and we work through when they don't follow through what was happening, what was going on to stop. Cause the hiccup, cause the bump, and that's what I would do with you. Is we would work together to figure out what are your goals, what are your weak spots, what boundaries do you need, and then we'd go through all of those ways to track and uphold them. And a lot of that goes back to your thought work. So if you missed my episode last week, episode sixty six. Make sure you go back to that one because I talk all about your thoughts and how they're stopping you from reaching your goals. And that really goes with these food boundaries is you may set, you could set all the boundaries in the world to have you reach your goals. But if you don't follow through with those, you're never going to reach them. And so this is where knowing yourself and what do you need to follow through with that. And the one thing I can promise you is if you start to keep promises to yourself, you set these food boundaries, you follow through and keep these promises, you will start to gain so much confidence in yourself. You will start to feel that you can do, go more, go further. You can actually reach your goals because you're keeping these promises to yourself. And that's the biggest part of not reaching your goals is you're not following through with these things you're telling yourself you're going to do. And these food boundaries could also work with your physical health. They could work with your exercise movement. You can create boundaries around that. Like if you know you always sit on the couch right after you get home from work, you can create a boundary that you don't sit down after work until you've done your workout. So there's little things where you can create these boundaries around your health as a whole to finally reach those goals. And that's it. Food boundaries are not restriction. You're anytime are allowed to think, oh, it's a birthday party. I'm going to have some cake. That could be part of your boundary where you allow yourself to have cake at a birthday party. So restrictions, boundaries, you know the difference now and how much boundaries can help you. And you should feel that it is okay to want to change yourself. And it's I mean, I just want to learn too. if you finish through this episode and you don't want to change yourself, I mean, you are allowed to love yourself exactly where you're at too. There's no need. You just need, to, either way is fine. And that's where I come in. This is where that, it's positivity all around. There's no toxic positivity where I'm forcing you to choose one thing, which is what some people want to do. You do you. If you love where you're at, great. If you want to change, great. I'm here to support you either way. And if you want extra support, if you feel like you, this all sounds great, but you know to uphold these food boundaries, you need someone holding you accountable. You need help walking through all these steps and figuring out what your food boundaries should be. Send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook at Kristen G. Faust. I would love to set up a call and we can go through kind of where you're at now, where you want to be and how I can help you get there. I hope you have a wonderful day and a great week. We'll talk soon.